1: where our mission is to help you, our listeners, from Los Angeles to Long Island, age successfully, making your second half of life even better than the first. Like it or not, the pandemic has pushed many of us into the virtual world every day. A constant barrage of technology, from Zoom meetings, webinars, online programs, projects, internet searches, emails, texts, and social media. Of course, in a time of social distancing and often isolation, technology has been an essential tool to keeping us connected and productive. At the same time, it's often challenging, complicated, confusing, and well, exasperating when we can't figure out how to use our devices at critical moments. And it can be especially hard on older folks, those who are decidedly not digital natives and may struggle to learn and keep up with the high-tech skills of millennials. In today's episode, two experienced experts, Wendy Weiss and Robin Bergen Gaston, will talk about how to help seniors and perhaps the rest of us who may not yet be seniors Embrace technology, and avoid being overwhelmed and confused by technology, what I call tech fusion. Wendy, a former Wall Street professional, is an entrepreneur who provides personalized technology training to individuals and businesses on the use of everyday devices. Robin, for her part, oversees several programs for the Family Service League, a large Long Island nonprofit agency, and one of the programs is SeniorNet, which provides computer and technology training for people ages 50 and over. Together, they will address a range of issues, programs, and approaches to help seniors learn new tech skills. What are the biggest challenges and needs? What kinds of courses, classes, intergenerational programs are most effective? Where can people get tech tips and other useful resources? And when people are overwhelmed, how can you instill the confidence in them that they can manage technology and enhance their lives in the process? So for all of us dealing with, from time to time, with tech fusion, it's time to meet our case. Robin Berger Gaston and Wendy Weiss. Robin and Wendy, welcome to the show.
2: Thanks for having us, Rob. Thank you.
1: Sure, sure. So I'd like to start each show with, you know, with a little bit of background about our guests, telling them about how they arrived at where they are now. Because often their your journeys pre-45 and after 45 are interesting stories. So why don't I start with you, Wendy, a little bit. Tell us how you got to where you are today.
3: Sure. Well, again, thank you for having me on your show. Uh, So my career really was on Wall Street. I worked for uh, S&P for 20 years, selling data into asset managers, hedge funds, uh, corporations. And uh, I had a great run there. And uh, due to some personal situations in my life, I had to give up my career and care for a loved one. And um, basically in uh, 2018, I made a career change Mm -hmm. and I was thinking about what am I going to do? And just making a very long story short, um, my parents uh, were seniors and they had um, a friend down in Florida. Their kids were bringing them back to New York. They put them in an assisted living and they purchased an iPad for them. And they hired somebody to train them on how to use their iPad. And that ended up being me. Huh. That's, yeah. that's how tech time came to fruition.
1: Right, right. Robin, and, your turn. Oh, I'm sorry. but we want to? No, no. Well,
2: good. Thank
3: you.
1: Okay, good. We'll, we'll catch up more later. Okay. Robin.
2: So um, I'm a social worker by profession. Um, and my goal is to help people. Uh, SeniorNet is one of Family Service League's 60 programs. And as you said, SeniorNet is really geared on connecting seniors with technology, computers, all the skills that they need. Um, In my family, there is like the whole gamut. Mm -hmm. There are people that have flip phones that will never, ever get a smartphone. And then I have the other side where there's Macs and iPods and all kinds of real high-tech stuff. And what SeniorNet does is they really meet all the needs of that whole gamut of people.
1: Right, right. So sometimes you meet that whole commitment. And, and, and Wendy, you kind of take a deeper dive with one-on-one uh, instruction and, and advice, right?
3: Yes, I work with a lot of one-on-one individuals and I cater to their specific wants and needs.
1: Right, right. So let's talk a little bit about, so the sort of the state of seniors in technology. And of course, one of the things um, that's uh, you know challenging, especially for, for those of you who teach and uh, and consult is that there's a tremendous range between sort of you know pre seniors, younger seniors, older seniors, with a whole range of uh, different skills at, at different levels. Um, so, how big is the digital divide today? They talk about the digital divide. Right. What does that mean even these days?
2: I think you know what we see in senior net are the people who sign up for such things as like using the mouse and learning to type, real basic um, internet basics just learning how to, you know, look on a website to get different information. You know, it starts really that level. Some people have called asking to get help on how to use a smartphone. Um, you know, taking those first few steps into technology or tablets. It could right. be real basic.
1: Yeah, yeah. And Wendy, what sort of uh, people come to you? What what are the, some of the questions they have? What are the issues and problems they have?
3: So th- typically my clients are a bit more advanced they are a smartphone user or a a, a mac user but they have specific questions i mean your iphone is a very powerful device Um, it not only answers a phone call and not only texts there's a a scanner built in you could take screenshots of um, pictures you could attach photos and and my clientele they really want to learn um, and stay with their, stay with the times, and be able to commute, uh, communicate with family, friends, and loved ones. And that's how it is with technology these days. It, people don't want to talk on the phone; they rather just text. So they feel that to speak with their grandchildren, they have to learn how to text.
1: Yeah. So I think that it. it I'm sorry, Rob. Go ahead. Yeah.
2: No, I was just thinking about the other end of our spectrum, are the people like Wendy's describing, the people that are users and want to learn more, mm-hmm. you know, the people that want to go from digital photography to photo editing, you know, from basic Excel to pivot tables, you know, we're able to to cater to those people as well. So it's nice when you're able to to meet all the needs.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's it's difficult sometimes, you know, because you are, I mean, I, I was involved for a little while in, in trying to work with um, uh, senior centers and uh, another uh, social service agency Um, through AARP, um, just uh, this was sort of at the, well, at the time it seemed to be the height of the pandemic. I'm not sure what that means anymore, but, but uh, so for isolated seniors, uh, just to be able to teach them how to use Zoom, that was the only thing they wanted to teach them. So, so this was one-on-one phone instruction and training. Um, Not so easy, you know, first of all, you're not with them. Secondly, you know, it's like, well, what device do you have? Do you have a, you know, an Android? Do you have an iPhone? What do you have? What are your levels of skills? What are your, what's your comfort level? And um, initially it was like, well, you're going to, all right, just spend maybe an hour phone call. It's like, not, not really. (laughs) People have questions. They try things out. They have insecurities. uh, um, And and then there are things that you find out that you don't know that you've got to teach, you know, and, and, and uh, aspects of the, of these devices. And I think actually, you know, it's, uh, you know, it sounds like sort of, um, you know, uh, 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 made up word of devices instead of phones, but that's really what we're talking about today. Right. As you, as you mentioned, Wendy, these are not the, it seems like the least, you know, uh, capability is a phone. <laughs> it's like everything else, you know, <clears throat> use it for now. Um, so, um, so talk a little bit more about, um, what are the, uh, Um, some of the the challenges. So when people, you know, are struggling and their lack of confidence, what do you do to help get them through? Robin, let me start with you.
2: Sure. So like Wendy, we also have the one-on-one tutoring, the one-on-one assistance. Um, We have a help desk where people could call or email and then they will be matched with a volunteer who could help them out. And what's kind of nice about SeniorNet is it's all seniors who are helping other seniors. So they really had that degree of patience that you need for people who might be somewhat timid about using some new equipment.
1: Right. And I think for you, Wendy, too, it's, you know, an interesting way, kind of an advantage that you came from another field entirely, you know, on Wall Street, because, you know, you, you know, I think sometimes people in technology are, you know, sort of immersed in their own technology. And so they can't get out of what other people might not understand. So. Talk about that experience as to how it's translated into your dealing with people who know nothing about, you know, how to deal with this stuff.
3: So fortunately working in uh, corporate America, I had every uh, tool accessible, every piece of software, um, uh, a Blackberry an iPhone, um, uh, you know, every uh, piece of software um, and um when I first started in s and I basically um, was in a training capacity. And um, I really have a lot of patience. I've been told, uh, which you need, uh, working with the adult community. And you mentioned before, you know, how to bring Zoom on uh, via phone call, it was tough. Um, I work again, also with a lot of elder care attorneys and CPAs and you know, they needed um, to stay in touch with their clients. They needed documents. They needed 1099s. Um, and all this information required a lot of handholding
2: mm-hmm. and
3: they didn't have the capacity um, or the uh, the wants to get their clients up and running. So they farmed out a lot of their clients to me and I walked them through getting Zoom up and telling them that their phone does have a scanner. So they were able to scan a, a 1099 or a bank statement and then attach it and email it to their um, attorney.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. And it, it, it requires a lot of patience and repetition and then, you know, uh, even, you know, I, am fairly competent, I'd say, but um, you know, when things happen, you know, uh, uh, not necessarily on my, you know, my smartphone, but on my um even my computer. Right. So, you know, I, one of the things I remember early s- several years ago, I, I would just be typing fast and I, I inadvertently hit some keys and all of a sudden I'm typing in all caps and I'm like, how the hell did that happen? And how do I stop this? <laughs> and it took me some doing to figure out, Oh, okay. I looked it up and finally figured out what's a control chip Z or something like that. But it's, uh, I, I think that's the, you know, as you guys were talking earlier about, um, people moving up to the next level, it's its uh, intimidating. You, you're afraid you're going to you know, screw up your machine, you're going to screw up your software, you're not going to be able to get back in. Um, does that happen often? I mean, in terms of, you know, <laughs> I see. Well, the audience can't see you, but I can see you nodding your heads. Yes, Rob.
2: It's scary. Uh, but, I, I know, you know, every now and then um, I hit the wrong button and I can't use my mouse. Right. And I have to use a little touchpad on the laptop. And it's terrifying because for like a whole second, you cannot do anything unless you undo that command, but you need to know how to undo it. So, you know, just think of lots of other situations where you get frozen on the computer and you just feel like, oh, that's it. I can't do it. It's broken or it doesn't work or it's too difficult for me. And and usually the fixes are fairly simple.
1: Right, right. When do you have uh, any experiences like that?
3: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I was working with a client who's actually a a social worker, you know, and and not old. Um, And uh, the company that she was working um, with, uh, they switched from uh, using Windows to Macs. So that alone was a learning curve, just to learn another operating system at a certain point in your life, creating files and folders and uh, you know the command keys, and they're very different than Windows. And um, I, you know, whenever I work with a client, my gift is a notebook, and it's so important to write mm-hmm. things down yep. this way. As you said uh, earlier on, it's repetition and practicing. And um, you know, regarding the Mac, I use one, and the command keys are very powerful. I always follow up with an email with a list of the command keys to help the the client. Because yeah. it, it comes in very useful.
1: Yeah. One of my favorite mysterious fixes is like when all of a sudden I'm trying to print something at it and it won't print. It won't print. You know, I try to troubleshoot, doesn't work, I can't figure it out. And then I remember looking it up, you know, and then there was some sort of, you know, high techy description of it, what to do. And I figured out, like, oh, I see. Turn the printer off and turn <laughs> it on again. There you go. <laughs> oh, it's uh, the power cycle. What's, what's what do you mean, a power cycle? Turn it off, turn it on. That doesn't work. Turn off the computer. Turn that off. Okay. Now I don't know why that works, you know, but it 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 does, you know. So <laughs> you know, some things where you just like, uh, all right, let's just let go of that. But that that works. And so I think that that's um, uh, you need to kind of sometimes chuckle at uh, at the, uh, the high tech fixes, you know, <laughs> turning it on and off. Um, uh, so what? Um, so some of the things that I want to talk about too is uh, you know the people have, have uh, you know um, questions and uh, uh, you know anxieties about fraud, but um, you know and security issues. But I think that uh, these are real issues, and uh, you know um, we're going to come into a break in a little while. But why don't we start looking at issues? Of, Robin, talk about some of the security issues that you face. You know, and-
2: sure. I think this year. Um, What I heard the most about and what I experienced were the calls, quote-unquote calls from Social Security Mm -hmm. that a lot of people got at their homes and on their cell phones. And some people fell for it. And they, you know, oh, Social Security called. I have to give them the information they're asking for. Or I had gotten an email, supposedly, from Amazon about an order that I didn't place. And they needed my credit card information. You know, and I I almost fell for it. But Mm -hmm. you really have to be so savvy, you know, when these things come across. Um, and that's why, you know, things like internet security or preventing um, identity theft um, could be really helpful webinars.
1: Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. Wendy, anything that uh, you've come up with your clients in terms of, you know, their security concerns?
3: Totally. Um, as as Robin said, um, the government agents, agencies, they never call you. The IRS never calls you. Social security never calls you and never give out personal information, um, I'm experiencing quite a bit with emails. Um, so you really have to take a look at that incoming email address uh, Mm -hmm. because, uh, the banking institutions, uh, are, are coming, uh, into potential, um, uh, people and the email is incorrect and people are clicking on links thinking that it it is their financial institution to log in. And when you click on that link, it takes over your whole computer. So I urge people, if they get an email from their financial institution, to never click on a link. Go open a web browser and go into the institution through chase.com or fidelity.com or whatever. Um, But do not click on the link from the email.
1: Right, right. And now, now, of course, you get emails and now you get texts, right? I get texts, you know, saying, oh, you know, congratulations, you've gotten, you know, a gift from, I'm just making this up, a Walmart or Costco or some store. And it's like, I haven't shopped at any of those stores, you know? So uh, there's, there's I, I just don't click on any of those links, you know? And and, and recently, I've, so I'm starting to, you know, with, I I do use social media, but And I can't figure out exactly what the issues are, but sometimes I will get um, uh, messages, quote unquote, from friends, from people like you, you know, and it will say, how are you doing? And I'm like, that's not real. Someone's hacked in somehow. So anyway, so we're going to talk more about this, but first we're going to take a short break, but there's much more to come with Robin Berger Gaston and Wendy Weiss talking about seniors and technology. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back
0: a brave heart is anyone with the courage to be of service to others. If you have that courage, then Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold is for you. Even if you aren't yet, you'll want to still tune in to get inspired, create your own story to share, and change your life for the better. Listen to the stories of service and courage shared by amazing guests and your input too. Listen for Bravehearts Radio, Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere.
4: Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers.
0: You're listening to 45 Forward. To reach Ron Roel or his guest on the program, please send an email to ron.roel at gmail.com. That's ron.roel at gmail.com. Now back to 45 Forward.
1: Welcome back, folks. We're talking today with Wendy Weiss and Robin Berger Gaston, how all of us seniors and non-seniors can effectively manage our technology and hopefully master it when we need to. Uh, now, before we continue our conversation, uh, I wanted to mention to you that you can find out more about Robin and Wendy by going to my website, roellresources.com, clicking on the 45 Forward tab. You can find out more information about them, and you can find out more information about Wendy's work on her website, uh, www.techtimetutor.com, uh, right, Wendy, is that? yeah? That's correct. Tech, techtimetutor.com, and more about SeniorNet, a program of the Family Service League at www w seniornetli.org so before the break we were talking about security issues and and uh you know it's a you know we realize we're we're in a very stressful piece of the world with this new normal this hybrid life um but uh so we're kind of that's where we are today uh in this next segment though i wanted to have each of you uh, talk a little bit more specifically about your programs and your services how you work with your clients so let me start with you wendy and uh, then we'll go to you rob
3: So as you mentioned earlier, um, I teach individuals, uh, businesses, and conduct classes on the everyday use of our technological devices. So when I uh, enter somebody's home, uh, typically they want to focus on a specific want and need. Uh, So if they're struggling with texting, um, I really incorporate uh, Siri. Uh, Siri is a very powerful tool on your iPhone and your iPad, she or he, however you bring her into him, your iPhone, um, she, she will listen to you and take a command. So you could ask Siri to text, uh, for example, text Joe, how are you? I'll see you tonight at dinner. You could ask Siri uh, to t- ask her what the weather is for today. You could tell, ask Siri to set up a reminder to take your medication, um, a very very powerful tool. She could create a shopping list, so um, I really incorporate that with my uh, clientele that get frustrated typing, and either their fingers are too big or whatever the case might be. But voice recognition within the the devices are very huge.
1: Right, Robin, how about you? What what are some of the how do you uh, t- describe the course options for senior net?
2: Sure. Well, um, our courses are really interactive and intensive, um, and our webinars are more of an overview, um, just to kind of give you uh, the the difference between the two of them. Um, And, you know, some of the uh, webinars, actually there's one um, August 25th on preventing identity fraud. And um, that, you know, is certainly a topic that a lot of people are concerned about, and we've been talking about. Um, so people could, you know, certainly sign up for that. Or, you know, if people are interested in more advanced courses is genealogy, one and two, um, Outlook, Google Drive, the iCloud, you know, it really, like I said, it runs the gamut. And what's great about SeniorNet is, um, let's say you're working and, and you need to learn how to use your Outlook calendar mm-hmm. and you don't know how, and maybe you're embarrassed to ask a coworker, or you could call SeniorNet. And they could explain it to you or they could hook you up with one of the classes if you needed more intensive help. Right. And they'll tailor it to, to what your needs are.
1: Right. That's yeah. great. That's great. Yeah. Um, and then on, so on your website too, you have uh, these these tech tips, right?
2: Absolutely. And I wanted to make sure everybody knew that um, the SeniorNet website is SeniorNetLI.org. And like if people do nothing else, they should go to the SeniorNet website. Um, because not only does it have the whole catalog of the free webinars and the classes, but it also has this great help tab. So the help tab can get you access to the phone number for the help desk, where you could actually call and you don't need a device. You don't need to email anybody. Or if you're comfortable emailing, you could email the help desk, but then we have a whole library of tech tips on all different kinds of topics. And, and I love it because the way that they, explain different things is really very easy to understand. So whether it be about setting up a zoom or banking remotely, um, or, you know, any number of topics, there's a whole, you know, really easy, under easy to understand, easy to follow article that you could print out and you could, you know, keep, and you could refer to it. Um, there's stuff on the iPhone, the iPad, how to use your calculator on your mobile device, um, it, it really, you know, I know I say this all the time, but it runs the gamut. And, and the other thing I say all the time, which is so true, is, um, and, and Ron, I had shared with you, you know, before the pandemic, um, I had used Zoom because I, I do a lot of continuing ed at a family service league. Mm-hmm. And um, the pandemic hit and then everything went to Zoom. And CNet like took that ball and ran with it. So they were teaching classes on how to set up Zoom, how to have a Zoom party, how to share your screen, advanced features. And, you know, I will always say anything I can do on the computer, they do it better.
0: Mm. Interesting.
2: This is how it is.
1: Yeah. 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 We were, we're, we're a Zoom society now. You know, I, I guess there are other platforms too, but I think sometimes, it, you know, just like. You know, people say Coke for soda. You know, all of a sudden, you know, there are lots of different platforms, but Zoom has really become, you know, uh, one of the dominant ones. Um, and you know, I think that, uh, well, I guess one of my issues is that it it, it it's so accessible, um, generally, um, that now I feel like we're almost in a state of Zoom fatigue. You know, where mm-hmm. people are like, oh my, so it, it's convenient. You know, um, and in some ways, you know, it's it, 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 yeah, it, it, it's more inclusive. Right. So, um, you know, um, uh, I guess last, last Easter I had, um, you know, we, we had a, um, well, we had sort of a zoom Easter, <laughs> uh, before that, uh, my, um, uh, one of my aunts who I think is, I think she's like 99. Now we had a birthday party for her, uh, and one of her daughters arranged a, a zoom meeting and it was, you know, actually quite lovely, you know, and, and, uh, so ordinarily, you know, or in previous more traditional times, you would, you know, have a big birthday party and whoever could come would come, uh, of course, where would it be? You know, how would, you know, geographically, and now, you know, um, we had people from all over, you know, or some, one of her, uh her grandsons was in Scotland, you know, and some children are in, in um, Westchester, I'm on Long Island, you know, one of my brothers was in South Carolina, uh, others, you know, in, in uh, uh, other parts of the East and West Coast, you know, so it it was really, you know, something, it was an occasion that previously people couldn't couldn't attend, you know, and at least you had an ability to, you know, have more inclusion, so, that's the social. The ability to to break through social isolation is 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 a, is a very um, you know I, I think something we would, we really didn't think about before, right? I mean, uh, before it was like, okay, how do we how do we have a meeting? You know, a teleconferencing meeting that was the base, the basic use for it. You know, but technology is its own way of forcing into different <laughs> crevices of our life in, in interesting and sometimes uh, surprisingly nice ways. Um, Um, Any other surprises that you've learned Well, lessons along your way or, you know, good or bad in terms of like, well, I didn't expect this.
2: One thing uh, that I saw during, again, this whole forced Zoom time, um, Family Service League, you know, has a huge mental health program Mm -hmm. um, and we have support groups. Um, One of the groups is for parents who lost their children. And we were able, it just like by coincidence and only because of Zoom, was there one mom in California and one mom in maryland they both lost their children on the same exact day wow like what are the chances of that and and how amazing that we could connect people literally you know throughout this whole country not just you know it's not just suffolk county it's not just long island it's it's much more broad
1: right right
2: so true yeah
1: yeah any experiences you want to talk about wendy in terms of uh
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, unfortunately, I lost my mother in December, and um, we uh, couldn't have a a big funeral, you know, uh, so we ended up uh, doing it on Zoom, and we got together with all my relatives, and everybody shared a story on Zoom about my mom, which was very touching, and, you know, when you think about it, at, at at the cemetery not everybody would be speaking but we did have an opportunity for everybody to share a, a special story so right. in that respect it was nice
2: right. i hope you recorded it did you record it you good good you that's did. great yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah and that's another great feature of zoom the re, the record feature absolutely mm-hmm. yeah,
1: yeah. The, the i guess the other thing that's uh Now, especially Robin, I mean, your courses are all online. So, um, you know, while you're geographically on Long Island, people from across the country could take advantage of that, right?
2: Absolutely. Yes. And if people, you know, we have our lab in Huntington. So if people really needed some basic help, we could definitely have small classes. We'll be socially distant. Of course, we're going to wear masks, you know, take all the precautions, but we can have people come in. We're just going to do it, you know, very, very safely.
1: Right. Right, and that's true for you too, Bunny. I mean, you, so you do visit with people. I mean, obviously, you know, people are vaccinated. You have masks, some sort, but but that's one of the things I think which is makes you unique.
3: Yeah, so I go to people's homes. Um, my rule is to be vaccinated, um, right. uh, And I respect people if they would like me to wear a mask. I I do so. I also work um, in the fifty-five and over communities and the assisted living. Um, they're allowing now people come in and present classes. Um, I'm going to be doing um, continuing ed in the great next school district in the fall. Mm-hmm. And that's as well going to be in person. Mm-hmm. So um, hopefully that will happen. Right. Right.
1: Now, Robin, you, I, I think that you, do you have intergenerational programs as well? Is that, um, um, tell me a little bit about that.
2: So we have um, a, program where we take student interns, mm-hmm. um, usually seniors in high school who join senior net. So it's like seniors working with seniors, which nice. I think is great. Um, and what's excellent is that the seniors in high school are teaching our, you know, seniors at senior net and the seniors at senior net are teaching the seniors in high school. So one of the things we have is a refurbishing program. Uh-huh. People can donate, you know, laptops to us. Um, we'll clean them, wipe them, and then um, put Windows 10, and then we'll be able to give them to our clients um, who can't afford new computers. It's a great program. And our seniors in high school are learning how to prep them for the refurbishing. They're learning how to do that whole process. Um, The seniors in high school are teaching us about social media, right? Because not everybody, you know, is on Facebook. A lot of people are now using Instagram and Snapchat and You know, some older people need to learn about those platforms and kids. That's the only thing they're doing. So it's nice that we could, you know, have the learning go both ways.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. How how much is is social media, you know, part of of your classes and teaching on both your sides? How much do people want to know about it? I guess some people want to know a lot. Some people don't want to know anything. So, Wendy, I
2: think think for us, it's growing. It's, It's small right now, but it's definitely growing. Right. Yeah. My
3: clientele, um, they're, they're big with Facebook. Um, I have a a couple of clients who want to go on Pinterest, uh, or they want to go on Facebook marketplace. If they have items to sell,
2: Mm -hmm. they want
3: to, uh, learn how to do that. But, um, Facebook, it's a great place to connect with, uh, old friends, reconnect, um, share photos of your grandchildren and and what's going on in your life but again you have to be careful with the hackers as well sharing too much information right you know i tell people don't post that you're on vacation it's it's an entry you know to have your house robbed you you know it's too much information is not good right
2: right that's a good point we uh I was working with a gentleman who wanted to go on a, a dating app, um, which I, I didn't know much about. So I went to senior net and I said, Hey, do we have a class on, you know, dating apps? And they said, well, we could set that up, but let's first have him go on internet security, you know, just to kind of learn the internet safety basics. And then, then we'll talk about dating. You right. know, it's smart.
3: Right. Right. It's another whole business.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, I, um, you know, I, I guess uh, you know when you're in business, and obviously social media is you know important marketing platform to let people know what you're doing and where you where you're going. Um, um, but you got to be careful, and you know, I, I, certainly I think on a on a sort of a more I say professional level, but certainly career level, like you know, LinkedIn deals with more professionals, so I can sort of you know, slant stuff that way. Um, Facebook, I just, you know, you know, on the one hand, you want to sort of broaden your audience with friends, but now I just have a basic rule like, uh, if, if you're not in the same field as I'm in, and, and I don't really figure out how you're, why you're, um, <laughs> why you want to friend me, I'm like, nah, I, I don't think so, you know, and just hit that delete button, you know, it's like I, I need people who really are friends, and I don't, and if I don't know why you want to be my friend, then, then, uh, you're not. So, yeah. You know. I don't know if you guys have similar experiences with that, that.
2: That whole vacation thing drives me crazy when I see people posting pictures. I'm like, come on, think about it. You're letting the world know you're not home. Yes. But, yes. you know, it, it doesn't register for everybody. And, and like we were talking about before, technology, you know, it's it's what level of risk, right? Are, are you willing to expose yourself?
1: Right, right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's we're just learning about this whole world. I mean, I don't even I, I don't even want to think about, you know, the dark web, I'm mean, like, Oh my God, you know, that's the stuff of fantasy, but it's, it's there, you know, and yeah. uh, I think you just need to be careful about that. So. Um,
3: you know, what like you said earlier on regarding Facebook and friends, you really have to be careful accepting a friend request, request, you know, you should see if there are any mutual friends um, on, on their profile and, and see if there is any kind of connection. Right. But, um, if there isn't, as you said earlier, press delete. There's no need to accept that friendship.
1: Right, right. Um, so talk a bit, a little bit more about um, just the the process of teaching, because I think that um, you know, I, I think that one of my previous guests talked about the issue of um, uh, what she calls space repetition, <laughs> and I think that's something that you started to talk about, Wendy, earlier too. About you know, it's hard to get this stuff one time around. You know, I remember, and it's, it's not just because you're a senior. It's, you know, I remember, you know, in, in, you know, middle school and all, you know, the need for repetition in creative ways to get ideas, to get ideas across and really learn things.
3: You know, with these devices, you could do one thing so many different times, uh, different ways. I'm sorry. And, you know, you try to focus on just one way with that individual and again you show them and you show them and you know i welcome my clients to text me uh as being a you you know a guinea pig you know if you if you want to text it's it's fine i want you to learn and again keep doing it over and over again you know sometimes it might take a a little longer for it to process yeah Um, but repetition is very important
1: yeah yeah I'm sure that comes up in your work too, Robin. I mean, just, you know, you got to be patient with people. You said, yeah,
2: for sure. And that's why, you know, it's seniors who are teaching seniors Um, and all of our seniors are volunteers. So they really do it out of the love of technology and and helping others and helping people stay connected.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that, um, you know, I, I just, you know, I, I just have vivid memories of, you know, being younger in school and just, Dealing with well, well those you know, high-level math or physics or something. Going, okay, I'm not going to get this the first time around, you know. And you just need to really keep going at it. And and even now, some days, you know, when people are teaching you, it's like, slow down, slow down. You know, you understand the material when you're going to someone for the first time who doesn't understand it. You know, it 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 goes in and you sort of hear it, and then you, you don't process it. You just sort of hear it, and then you say tell me again tell me again and by the you know second or third or fourth time you get it but it's it's not something that's embarrassing and it's not like oh you're you know you're an old dog learning new tricks (laughs) I think even young dogs take a while to learn new tricks so um you know I think what
3: I find um is it's very important for my client to uh drive meaning I could show them you know how to do it, but I want you to physically text. I want you to yeah. physically send that email. I need you to get the feel of, you know, that iPhone or that keyboard that you're working on. Correct. You have to feel comfortable. Right,
1: great. Okay, we're gonna t- uh, stop on that note, and we're gonna take another short break. But uh, don't go away, folks. For our last segment with Robin Berg Gaston and Wendy Weiss. <music>
4: do you want to hear a show about football how about football moms what if we told you that was just a start tune in for double down with garrett and mac audrey garrett and Jeracy mac are moms to some well-known nfl players sure they'll talk football and raising their kids to achieve greatness but they'll also talk about community and world issues motherhood news and lifestyle topics listen in every monday at 5 p.m eastern time 2 p.m pacific time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England.
0: You're listening to 45 Forward. To reach Ron Roel or his guest on the program, please send an email to ron.roel at gmail.com. That's ron.roel at gmail.com. Now back to 45 Forward.
1: Welcome back, folks. We're talking today with Robin Berger Gaston and Wendy Weiss about seniors and even non-seniors in technology, some of the issues. now, during the break, actually, we had a. I was talking with our guests about um, uh, refurbishing technology and refurbishing computers, which is, I think, and and uh, you know, an important issue these days. Is things are you know expensive, and uh, you know, people can't always afford it. So, tell us a little bit more, Robin, about your your program refurbishing computers.
2: Sure. Well, you know, sadly, the uh, demand is bigger than the supply right now, um, but we are definitely open to accepting um, computers. We will refurbish them. We'll clean them so people don't have to be worried about their data. Um, We'll come and get them because we really want to try to get as many devices to people who need them as possible. Um, There are specifications, it's on our website, but just to give you a kind of overall view, um, the laptops we can take have to be Windows 7 and older, um, preferably quad four processor and at least four Gigabytes of RAM. This is language that is not easy for me, but <laughs> if you know computers, you know what I'm talking about. Um, the Mac laptops have to be um, operating systems 10.8.4 um, or newer, and um, the iTunes must be deauthorized. I don't know what that means, but again, if if you're familiar with iTunes, you would know what that means. Um, and we'd also accept Apple and uh, the Android tablets. Um, and we, you know, reset that to the factory settings, the passwords and all that stuff we have to have just in order to wipe it clean.
1: Right, um, right.
2: And, and it's great because we have clients, you have kids, we're doing remote learning, parents were are working from home. You know, so picture like the family of four with one computer. You have kids needing to do schoolwork, parents needing to work from home. You can't do it on one device. Right. So you know, we were able to help a lot of families like that, which was yeah. great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the stuff is expensive, you know, I mean, I think that, um, you know, it's, it, it seems, I don't know if it's the pandemic, but it seems that, it, uh, you know, there was a time when um, I was, I was getting sort of overwhelmed with the constant new um, new versions of, you know, I mean, I, I don't, it doesn't seem like quite as big a deal now these days. Remember every year there was, you know, this Apple show where the, the, the newest, you know, Apple product would come out and, you know, Steve Jobs would come out and his, black t-shirt you know and it was a it was a show it seems to me that this is less of an issue these days where people are you know having these you know ballyhoo you know rollouts of, of technology but still it's it's hard to keep up you know i mean uh you know when i get uh these um <laughs> announcements on a computer oh you, we have an update for you i'm like oh my god you know because some of these updates right all of a sudden they move things to different places right i mean is that something, that dealing with constant updates, is is that a, a headache of some of your clients?
3: Well, for me, it's it's a good thing because it's more material for me to teach. <laughs> okay. Huh. It's the truth. Um, mm-hmm. And there are some great features, you know, that I believe there should be a release I, either October or November. The next um, iPhone update will be coming uh-huh. out. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. But I, I understand what you're saying. You know, um, some people have old devices and uh, they can't handle the new update. So it wouldn't even process. Right, right.
2: Yeah. And just going back to people, you know, the the non-smartphone people, the flip phone people. Um, so I was in a municipal parking lot this weekend. And the only way you could pay for your parking spot was to use your smartphone to scan a picture of the QR code, how are you going to do that if you have a flip phone? It's just—it's not possible. Right. And that's where I also get a little nervous. And sometimes that there's still, as much as I want everyone to embrace technology and connect and, and use what's available, not everybody is going to be comfortable with that. Right. You know, and I think sometimes you know that's forgotten.
1: Yeah. 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 I
3: have yeah. Clients asking me what a QR code is. Yeah. We have
2: a class on that.
3: I mean, you go into Starbucks, you go into a restaurant these days Mm -hmm. and um, there's, there's no menus. There's just like a, um, a white piece of
2: thing, right?
3: um, With the black um, squiggly lines, whatever you want to call it. And you just put your camera over it and the the menu pops up. But the average person really is not familiar with this. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I didn't even know it was called a QR code <laughs> right. until SeniorNet explained that to me.
1: Yeah. You know. Well, yes. Full disclosure. <laughs> I I Googled it. Like, what what are you talking about? QR code? Like, oh, that's what it is. Okay. Yeah.
3: yeah. But a good yeah. carry. But that good for you, Ron, because I tell my clients, whenever you don't know something, Google it. Because you yep. will find the answer there. Right. Yep. Right. Great right. point.
1: Yeah. Um, it, it's it, it's amazing. I'm, I, sometimes I'm just like, wow, how do they do these algorithms that, that that you can find this stuff? Another thing that you, I'm sure you guys, have, you know, I well, Wendy, I know you have a YouTube video for yourself, but but YouTube, you know, is another source of information where, you know, you you have a problem and you go like, okay, let me just put it in there, and it's like, wow, are you kidding me? Yeah. So I guess there are a lot of people who have this problem because there's somebody who actually put up a YouTube video on how to do this. You know,
2: it's true.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. It's great that there's so much information out there. Yeah. You know, as long as you're brave enough to to go find it.
1: Right, right. Now, Wendy, I know that you've, uh, you know, also had some clients in which you've helped them sort of digitize their records. And so this is increasingly, you know, an important aspect of, uh, of you know, the use of smart devices to, to have your critical information online. Talk a bit about that.
3: Yeah, so um, what I've encountered um, when meeting clients that they have user IDs and passwords all over, but they're really not consolidated. Mm -hmm. They could be on a sticky this big, you know, posted on their computer, and then they have to look for another password that's in one notebook versus another notebook. So what I do is basically I call it digitizing uh, data. And I take... um, Every piece of information on the client. And I also work with elder care attorneys on this. So basically, I'm taking all their user IDs, passwords, reoccurring bills, who their attorney is, who their accountant is, um, listing out all their credit cards, uh, what are your um, and I, I go into where are your assets? Are they in a financial institution? Do you have a four hundred one k? And basically, I'm just consolidating every piece of data mm-hmm. on them and putting it somewhere safe. Um, it's not a legal document. Um, we could stick it in the will. Um, I back it up on a, a USB. I print it out. We put it somewhere safe. But because we're all so um, full of user IDs and passwords. And that that information is usually just in your head. This way your next of kin will have access to that data.
1: Right. When you say, when you put it somewhere safe, I mean, is there, you know, online storage places that are secure?
3: So um, when I do this for a client, I do everything local um, Mm -hmm. on on my hard drive. And then I back it up to a USB and we print it out and it's up to the client where they want to uh, put that usb as well as the hard copy.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: Excellent.
1: Yeah. I mean I think that this is certainly an issue especially critical information um you know the, I think as you mentioned elder law attorneys are helpful in sort of and putting together this stuff um uh because I think sometimes um you know someone mentioned to me well you know if, if like having information like your advanced directives, you know, your healthcare proxy, especially if something happens to you, your living will. And so some people I've talked to, some professionals say, well, you should make a copy of it and and put it in your wallet. So if you're, you know, somewhere people can have this information and sometimes even what your medications are. But I think that, um, you know, again, that that's helpful, but you can basically, you know, having it online as well can give access to your loved ones or executors or, your you know, your powers of attorney person, um, you know, because uh, you could be anywhere and, and, and that other person is not with you physically. So they have to find the information. So having it available online, as long as they know where to look for it is, is really important. Um, so um, anything, any other interesting classes you have Robin that might not about you know i know the genealogy classes yeah or...
2: i mean we have the, the dazzling ipad we it, you really if really if people do nothing else just go to the website and look at our class catalog and webinars because there there's too many that i could really list mm-hmm. and um you know people have all different kinds of interests mm-hmm. so i want to make sure people really could see all the different things that we have, but it really runs the gamut from super basic to fairly advanced training. Right,
1: great, great. Okay. Well, I know there's much more we can talk about, but um, I think we're going to uh, wind it down for this week's show. Uh, I want to thank you, Rob and Wendy, for uh, a terrific show. A lot of great information, a lot of resources. Uh, I just want to mention to people if you uh, if you missed today's conversation with Wendy and Robin. You can still listen to it on the podcast, VoiceAmerica.com. Just search for my show, um, 45 Forward. You could also find it on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or go to my website, robelresources.com. Just click on the 45 Forward tab, uh, and you can uh, listen to the show again and find out more information about uh, Robin and Wendy. Now, uh, just to repeat, folks, if people have questions or comments for either of you, which what's the best way to reach you?
2: Um, they could call SeniorNet at 631-470-6757. That's our office number. Okay. The um, help desk is 631-629-5426.
1: Okay. And Wendy, what's the best way to reach you?
2: And I can be reached at info
3: at 631 837 3119 and my website, techtimetutor.com. There's a help me form. Right.
1: Okay, good. And some of the contact information is also on my website. So under 45 forward tabs, you can reach um, Wendy and Robin there as well. Um, so, um, folks, uh, be sure to join me next Monday, 12 noon Pacific time and 3 p.m. Eastern time. And I'll be talking with uh, Lou Theodore, another interesting guest. He's actually a retired professor of chemical engineering who is anything but a retiring type. Uh, You can listen to his fascinating life as an educator, scholar, coach, basketball fan, mentor, and most recently, inventor. So until then, folks, keep moving forward. 45 Forward.